Hey, what it is, it is the Man Fuse Podcast, recording for real this time. Ben and I just got through about 20 minutes of an amazing episode. It was, it was com- riveting. It was compelling and rich, and I look down and I go, Ben, we're not recording. I'm Kay Lee, your host, my co-host, Ben H. Ben H. So today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we're going to talk about the defining period everyone goes through when embarking on a new endeavor. Whether that be seeking out a mentor to help you in a certain business area, or maybe it's going to real estate school to get your real estate license. And we weigh in on the question, why do so few succeed? In terms of real estate, how come so many don't end up getting their license? So what we were talking about for the second time. It's the great filter. And real estate's just one example of a great filter where you see masses of people going to real estate school, less of them finish, less of them actually take the test and pass. And then you have less who actually then go on to take the state test and pass, and then less that even hang their licenses. And those who do hang their licenses, a very small percentage of them actually end up having a stable career in real estate that's of any significance better than whatever it was that they were trying to get away from by getting into real estate in the first place. So, and I think that's the case with a lot of different careers, you know, a lot of different career paths. You have to have sticking power. You have to have that grit. You got to be able to get after it and stick to it. You know, you've got to practice and be able to practice delayed gratification to get to where you want to be. Cause guess what? You don't, as much as you would like to just show up and be there. Yeah. It takes time to become. It does. People would come all the time. When I was in the coaching world, I coached a big group of about 120 agents for for a year or so. And people would come and we had a part-time session once a week, the the agents that were part-timers. And these people would come in and I'd be like, look, what hours a day do you work, right? And so they would work 10 to 5 eight to five, whatever it was, and then not on the weekends. And so I'm like, all right, you got two choices. Number one, save up enough money where you can quit your job so you can put 100% of your effort seven days a week into building a real estate business. Number two, you can work nights and weekends. Or number three, you know, there's no point in you even having a license other than to just do your own deals. So I'm a, and I think I've mentioned it before, I'm a high school dropout. You know, I dropped out my like beginning of my junior year because it fucking sucked and I didn't think it really. You hated it. It offered me nothing that I was interested in at that time of my life. That's right. Um, Do I regret it? No, I got my good enough diploma, a.k.a. the old GED. But, you know, when I went and got my real estate license, I went with two of my great friends at the time. Both had graduated high school. Both were extremely smart. Both had been in college. I don't know that they graduated. But nonetheless, the real estate filter, as we say, they didn't even end up passing the class test. Nonetheless, the state test. I'm the only one that actually achieved license status and started making money. I mean, a real estate license, I mean, 600 bucks, I don't know, the price might have gone up, and six, 700 bucks probably, but then you're going, you got to do over, what, 40, 50 hours of school in order to 
to get your license before Absolutely. you can take you got to put in that time. So, I mean, giving up a week of your life That's and right. 600 bucks, I mean, that probably is a couple thousand dollar investment. It is. And then not doing it, it seems like such a waste, but you've got to practice delayed gratification and you've got to be able to make a decision and stick with it in order to reap the benefits. And as, you know, the great filter yeah. is that time period That's right. of either interning being a uh, a protege to somebody mm-hmm. and having a mentor and and you know spending time with them so they can teach you right. in order for you to be successful. Yeah. We're not even talking about the actual staying power of building your business cuz the real estate school doesn't teach you how to do that. That's a whole nother filter if yeah. you even make it to that point. There's big almost yeah, two big, big filters that you have to actually pass through in order for you to be successful. Yes. But what you see is a lot of people making the decision, and I'm not going to say they hang themselves, but essentially they don't go on to do anything with it or they don't even achieve passing that first filter. And I think that time period, that's the most important part. That is the time when you learn what you need to learn in each section of that journey. Yeah, and we're all in some substrate of that every day of our lives, whether it is that we're learning about our marriage or our kids or how to be a better father or how to be a better business person or whatever it is, you know, there are always easy ways to shortcut shit, kind of pass the buck on what it is that that you could be doing. You know what I mean? We get ourselves into these situations like we say we want to do something or we say we want to be something, you know what I mean? But then we're not willing to do what it takes to become what that is. It's not even like monetary. You settle for mediocrity when you throttle back on things. Right. You agree to be mediocre. I see it with, you know, friends and I see it, you know, with uh, acquaintances, you know, of that happening. And it's like, what happened to that person, you know, and they just dropped off. Like, they couldn't stay the course. Yeah. And that's the most important important thing and I think I've mentioned it Harrison Ford the Indiana Jones the great Indiana Jones yeah you know he said I mean he put it to this kind of uh, analogy that you stay on the bus until everyone else gets off right essentially you don't ever get off the bus you made the decision to step on the bus yeah you're there when everyone's gone that's it and that's how you succeed. And I think that he probably would apply that, that you know, in his own life and his acting career and, and whatever sure. he's achieved. But I think that's a great analogy. It's like, Absolutely. if you're, you're going to get on the bus, don't get off the bus. Yeah. Now you're going to be getting on a different bus. Yeah. And chances are it either A, isn't going to give you the happiness you want. No. Or you might get off the bus there too and, and go on to the next thing. Absolutely. And therefore you're never really achieving what you could achieve by staying the course. So true. I think that's a powerful thing. If you make the decision, stick with it. Mm-hmm. Go through with it. I mean, shit, if I were to spend month, like time taking my Series 7 and I failed it, I would go back and take my Series 7 again until I passed it. You know, it's just because why waste all that? I mean, what are you going to do with the information now? You don't need a license to make your own investment choices, but in order to sell to other people, you do. Financial services, biggest paying industry in the world. Life insurance, all that kind of stuff. More millionaires come out of the financial services industry than any other industry. It's big time. 
and it's a big filter and it exists everywhere it really does i see it all the time like with the real estate thing so it's it's easy to see everywhere else too the great filter don't be one of the ones that the filter filters you out yeah you know yeah or maybe that's part of your journey and maybe that's part of your your path to somewhere else it's part of your process which i think is a good tie-in to uh something that i saw um it was uh how do you tell if you're the best or the worst it's lonely at the top but it's also lonely at the bottom too and there's That's funny. and there could be innumerable ways to measure what success is and what failure is yes you know are you the best at archery and the worst at dying are you the best at making lewd videos of yourself sitting on cakes for a small but lucrative audience? <laughs> Are you the worst at marketing those videos? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or the best at making coffee? Worst at drinking tea before it gets cold, but best at smelling the unique scent of the morning? <laughs> <laughs> worst at going to bed on time. All right? If you're the best, you'll know. Yes. If you're the worst, you probably won't. I thought that was pretty good. I think it comes down to being, you know, self-aware. It's self about your mindset, you know, But too. also being self-aware. Yeah. And I look at it in radio. So when I got into radio, I worked for two to three years under the radar, technically as an intern, but I wasn't getting any school credits and they weren't paying me, which technically right. for a publicly traded company, that would be considered illegal because that opens them up to a lawsuit. Yeah, I wasn't going to sue, but they don't know that. But I just wanted to be in the business. Right. Right. But um, I saw people that had the same aspirations as myself that would get in also. And some of these people were young, younger than me, actual interns and who got hired for a position at the at the radio station, but not the position that they wanted. Let's say they wanted to be an on-air talent. Right. That's a small few that get to that point. And I saw people that had been there for years. Yeah. Who were never given the opportunity to be on air. Right. But they were living in this thing that eventually it was going to happen. And they were given another position in the meantime which they were never going to be able to transfer from. Yeah. But not being self-aware to know, like, no, they don't see you as that person. Right. To be on air. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's your look. Maybe it's your personality. Maybe it's just yeah, how you're a fucking creeper in the office. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, but being aware enough of yourself and the way people are perceiving you and the way people are feeding off of you or yeah. responding to you yeah. sometimes is is all you're going to get to making the decision is this ever going to happen mm -hmm. now i just was talking about not getting off the bus but you also have to know when this isn't looking good here Maybe yeah, I maybe need to go the bus. I need to be on. Maybe I need to go to another station yeah. and see if people are responding different. I mean, you know, um, Jake Kaufman, who we had on yeah. with Carrie, talks a lot about people basically thinking it is their business, which is preventing them from having business success or maybe the field that they're in or the, or, or something like that where it's actually something to do with you 
You know what I'm saying? It's you not growing. Yeah. Because when I do, like, not to cut you off, but when I'm thinking about the people that I'm thinking about, they weren't pursuing it as I would have pursued it if it was something that I really wanted. That's right. Because I would have been doing air checks, like, overnight. I would be doing fake things. I'd be bringing in to the program director, like, listen to this, almost to the point where he'd have to start coaching you. That's right. But they they weren't doing anything. Well, and, you know, that's a situation where you have to become who you want to be before the rest of the world is going to recognize who you are. You know, hmm. you don't just that's deep right there. You don't just cross a barrier. And now, oh, all of a sudden you are something or you you metamorphosize or something. The world will recognize it after you become not before or not at the moment that you, you become. Or that you think you've become. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it will be after, and the tr- and and I guess that's all relative to like other people and the way that the world responds. And I think that's important as it pertains to you know getting a job and getting hired and all those kinds of things. Obviously, in another space, there's this side where you know yourself and you know the struggles that you're going through, and you know areas where there is room for you to grow. And areas that you might be ignoring and right. areas that, that, you know, you might think you're good, but maybe you hadn't checked in over there in a while. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So you have to, like, take inventory because the types of things that hold us back in the professional world, it's a reflection of areas where we're holding ourselves back. Right. Um, so... Well, and also, I mean, as this article was, you know, I was saying, it's like you can be the worst at something, but not have the awareness to tell yourself you're the worst yeah. and that you need to improve or you might realize you need to improve, but your awareness makes it difficult to know what you need to improve. That's right. And the best is only momentarily. There is no, you're the best at the moment. Today, maybe, this week, this month, but others are going to be trying to improve to where they are the best. That's right. And hopefully they're becoming the best versions of themselves, really, what we're talking about, because being the best isn't finite. It's temporary. There's always going to be someone younger. You know, if you're the best MMA fighter in the world, guess what? Eventually you're going to age out and some newcomer is going to surpass you. Right. Because, you know, it's just the evolution. I think it's funny that you could be the best at brushing your teeth. You know, or (laughs) something simple like that. You know, I mean, you can create these these different like almost characters of yourself, like in your mind, like you can play games with it and be like you could be like the uh, the the toothbrush hero. Like you are the world champion, the world champion. You could like outline like what that would look like and you could follow a schedule. Yeah. And your your toothbrush has to keeps vibrating past the two minute mark. Yeah, exactly. And you are just champion. Like, right. It sings the Rocky theme to you after two minutes. And and the thing is that if you held a regimen like that, you would develop a sense of self-esteem around how well you took care of your dental hygiene <laughs> that's right you know what i'm saying you'd be showing them fuckers off everywhere. you might actually be the best the best right. and the thing is that you'll know it right 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 and that reflects in every area of your life and you know the best and worst is always a subjective call based on the idiosyncratic criteria of that particular raider 
you know, or the person making yeah. those judgments. But yeah, and so let's say we're talking about ourselves. There's some kind of basic style nowadays where it's like cool to be self-deprecating. For example, like, like I've got a baby dick. Oh, I'm the worst. You know what I mean? Like you know, just like just like you're the worst this or you're the worst that, and it's kind of it's kind of comedic. You know what I mean? It's funny, and obviously you want to look at yourself and and have the ability to to know when you're not doing something right so you can you know course correct before or, you get knocked off or it could be one of those things where you don't care about being the worst at right it because you're busy being the best at something else right like something. i'm the worst um you know at slam dunking basketballs okay the worst ever right yeah right i've never done it my whole life <laughs> even you know? when it's like two feet above your head yeah i can't even do it you know? <laughs> He can't even reach his arm up to make the slam, right? Uh, I'm the worst at remembering stuff that my wife tells me. The worst. Yeah. I'm like, just please text me a list. And nothing is finite because success and failure, I mean, unless you're dead, it's not over. So you're going to continue to either succeed or fail until you're dead. That's right. You know, so it's, it's just one of them things where it's like, you just got to keep going. You're only the best... Well, yeah. it's perpetual, man. It's like within every acorn lies a, a great oak. Oh, the, you know the, the oak wisdom. and the acorn. Oh, the wisdom is that like the bean and the water? Or the no, water the coffee and... bean and the and the carrot. Yes, the coffee bean absorbs the water. The carrot and the egg. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the coffee bean, the carrot, and the egg. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to, now that you've laid that out, do you want to? Uh, well, it's an analogy for, you know, a good how breakfast. You respond <laughs> to uh, life is uh, represented by the boiling water. When you put the egg in the boiling water, it hardens. When you put the carrot in the boiling water, it softens. And when you put the coffee bean in boiling water, it becomes coffee. Right. It absorbs the water. So be the coffee bean. You know, control your environment, be a blessing to your environment. Either, you know, life is either going to cause you to soften or cause you to harden, or you can become effect. You can affect the environment yourself. So anyway, be the coffee bean. Within every failure is a seed for success. You know, just as in every success lies a seed for your next failure. It's what you focus on, you know. Every single one of us starts over every day, you know what I mean? With the current set of circumstances that we have worked for and that we've put in front of ourselves, you're responsible for everything in your life, you know? And you wake up every day with that. And then you have to get through that day and then you go to sleep and you wake up again and we start over every single day and we build. We're builders, you know? That's what we do. Once again... This topic is not going away. It's here to stay. It is essentially taking over. You can already see it. Every day a new new AI product is out. You know, the Actors Guild is on strike right now. Yes. Because what's happening is, you know, these big Hollywood execs, they're saying, all right, well, listen, we're going to hire you as an extra for a day part. You're just going to be an extra. We're going to pay you for that one day, but we want to scan you so we then we can use your likeness whenever we want as an extra in any movie scene we want. 
That's what the strike's about? Part of it. Holy shit. It's not the A-list actors who are getting paid millions right. and millions of dollars. It's like for people in a crowd. It's well, not just for that, but it's it's the lower tier people. Right. It's it's the people that aren't getting the big contracts. Right. And that's why is because what's happening is is they are trying to essentially start filling in all those areas, being able to repeat let AI take over and we can scan that person. We can dress them differently and we can insert them in the background of, you know, another movie or another show. Right. And we only had to pay them one day. Wow. Normally something like that, you would get royalties off of if you could see a clear, you know, picture of someone's yeah. face, that yeah. person's face, that person owns that likeness. Right. So there's a, you know, and, and, and I think it's a little bit about more than that, but it's about, you know, the execs not paying and treating non-A-list celebrities well. And I think the A-list celebrities are coming to support of the, you know, I'm not going to say the little guy because they're what make these productions happen. You it's know, like Westworld. Dude. And, and I even saw, um, I even saw an article today. It was uh, this guy, Dylan. A wrestler, he's he's a little person. And what he's saying is, so, you know, there's a new Willy Wonka movie coming out. They had Hugh Grant playing an Oompa Loompa. Wow. Why wouldn't you just get somebody from that community? Yeah. There's all, And what he was saying is there's already so little spaces for a little person. Oh, they could yeah. be an elf, a dwarf. When a part like that comes up, why wouldn't you put in? somebody from that community instead of making Hugh Grant look like a Oompa Loompa. <laughs> yeah, dude. Does that make sense? It's weird. It is weird. Or maybe they needed a, his face for like a more of a main character and, you know, he draws more people in maybe, but that mixed with AI. Yeah. He's like, to become an actor and to get jobs in an act is already so minute, the ones who make it. And now you're, uh, you know, wanting to use AI to generate, you know, a ton of us. Right. And not pay us. Right. I read there's something called super alignment. And there is some need for some scientific and technical breakthroughs to steer the control of AI systems that are going to, and probably already are, much smarter than we are. Yeah. And what it's saying is AI will hit a level of super intelligence, which will be the most impactful technology humanity has ever invented and could help us solve many of the world's problems. Yes. Treatments for disease. I mean, if you think about the processing power, you know, the DNA structures of what medicine, this super fucking intelligent thing yeah. could do the work of 30 years of, of, you know, tests and trials. It might just right. be able to compute something that's like, I've got your answer. This vast power of super intelligence could also be extremely dangerous if we do not know how to govern it, structure it. And it says while super intelligence seems a little far off now, they believe it could arrive within the decade. And it's yeah, saying managing stuff. these risks will require new institutions for governance, solving the problem of super intelligence alignment. We don't have a solution for steering or controlling a potentially super intelligent AI and preventing it from going rogue 
What if it decides humans are annoying? The rains we're putting on it. Yeah. These pests. I don't need you. Yeah, it's like, um, I mean, and that's all like doomsday stuff. You know, it could be good. Could be really good. You know, they, they might they might figure out the great filter like, <laughs> generate rainbows or something. I mean, you know, it's just it's crazy because I also read today, too, that there is this thing called like worm GPT. So basically there is something now that is they've made an A.I. use malware and create these phishing and email scams on such a mass level that they are going to, you know how right now you get a phishing email, right? You're like, Oh shit. The IRS wants to talk to me. Right. But then you start looking, either the grammar is off like a hair. That's right. right. Or you click on the email it came from and it's a weird ass email, right? Which kind of tells you, well, this isn't from Microsoft. That's one of your clues, but they're getting harder. But what it was saying is, AI using malware and these phishing scams in such a precise and mass amount, they're going to be really hard to discern what's real. Well, what about fake? What about the belief or the idea that we're in a simulation? This is all a simulation of some sort, that we're in a program of sorts already like the matrix we've talked about this and before. that you know oh, the ai this is the moment we introduce ai to them again yeah the ai the ai that we're creating helps us identify ourselves as the creator of our own reality you it's know pretty damn deep right there though yeah or this has happened before the higher powers that are controlling this reality that we are in are like okay it's about time to introduce ai to their world again yeah. Before we wipe them out and then bring them back. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a very interesting thing. When you look at how little we know about history, you know. And the civilizations that were before us. These well, we have amnesia. We don't have the ability to, 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 all we have are books. Or structures. Or, yeah, architecture, you know. I mean, Whatever. all we have is what's left behind. We don't know what really happened. We've unearthed very little yeah. of of some of these ancient societies. Yeah. Where where you look at it like, wow, we do know a lot, but we but we know we, something, you know, but, but we don't know the whole we or don't even a story. part of the whole. Well, you know, you have the library in Alexandria that was burned and that was so significant of uh information in that library. I mean, you had you had all of human history up to that point. And it was burned. A lot of things happened in the 1500s, dude, that are really, really weird. We'll get to that in another episode. Yeah, I just thought this super intelligence, it's a bit scary. And I don't know how they're going to rein it in. I mean, because you've got Elon Musk just launched his AI. Have you seen Westworld? Yes. All right. So, you know the part in Westworld, right? And if you haven't seen Westworld, it's like there's this theme park where you can go and kill people and it doesn't matter. But they're actually robots, and so they're not real people. They just look like real people. But then the robots start, because the the robots' memories are supposed to completely be erased Yeah. after they die, and right. they bring them back. But what happens is they start having flashbacks and remembering right. things that have been done to them, almost like a human. Well, and, and ultimately what they find out is the whole thing is just on a computer server. But I, the odd part of it to me is that... There's this blurred line 
where the people who are visitors, right, they pay a lot of money and they come. I mean, this is only for the richest of the rich. But then there's a certain point in the show where they realize that they're not actually human anymore, that they themselves are robots. And they're playing the role of the person who's there doing what they're doing. doing what they're doing and they're just as much a part of the simulation as the others where they thought they were just coming to visit but they actually never left because on the way in they only just got there once but they never actually left they were scanned or yeah they were, or they were embedded they were trans- downloaded downloaded that's right their yeah. conscious whatever their whatever the process was for achieving that for taking a human and basically making them yeah these episodes where they were cutting into their skin because they realized all of a sudden that they didn't know uh if they were how long they had been there it's fucking crazy we don't know i mean i do know this though and we die and in, in pretty soon you know, like pretty quickly, you know, our lifespans aren't that long. We have ideas of reincarnation and different types of things with different religious beliefs, you know, of reincarnation, whether it be a reincarnation on this earth or you go and you live in heaven forever kind of a thing, like you never die. We have this idea of something to that effect, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that the moon is this thing that takes the souls and recycles the souls and sends them back to the earth. You know, and so there's all these weird ideas, kind of like a video game. When you get killed, you just start over the next game. A lot of people believe in reincarnation. I'm going to come back as a moth. There's some interesting things out there i mean i was listening to um physicist astro or whatever these people are doing this research and they're saying that he he thinks like 50 plus percent probability that we're in a simulation because when they dig down into the very deepest deepest smallest smallest things that everything becomes like ones and zeros just like a computer program you know but we couldn't create a mosquito right we can think of how complex just but think about how crazy it is how things just grow. Like, I don't know, man. Life is wild. <laughs> Nature. Life is wild. Nature's wild. Nature is wild. Um, it's vicious. It's and a, beautiful. It's a vicious, vicious cockfight. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the Man Fuse podcast. Join the show. Hit us up, manfuse.com or 770-744-5227. Talk to you soon. Have a nice day. Goodbye.